often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 494. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse once again. As it, uh, it's shitty outside. It's been, had some shitty weather. Very shitty weather. And, uh, I have uh, tried not to go outside a whole lot this week. I've got battling some injuries, too, so I've been passing on running, so... My race is not going to go well. Not going to go well in April. But I pretty much figured that going into it. So, uh, <laughs> holy shit. And unfortunately, the roof of the penthouse is leaking once again. This fucking ra- or snow. Which, uh, I don't, I'm not sure how much officially we had. But it, here, it was, it was a lot. Um, I, I'm going to have to look that up now. I'm going to have to look up to see exactly how much, uh, if I can spell my town right here. Uh, <laughs> Snow accumulation. Um, let's see. Around the St. Louis area. There was a lot. There was a lot. I'm not really sure how many... Hmm. I'm not. Damn it. Washington, eleven and a half inches. That that's a lot. It's got to be the most we've had in a very, very long time. That was. Uh, I gotta say. I. Uh, but um, uh, Wednesday. Whenever I guess. Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. Whenever is the when the first round of that shit really hit. And uh, Muffin Man was kind enough to uh, call me. I shoveled my driveway for what I could. It was still coming down really heavy uh, Wednesday morning. I shoveled uh, <coughs> the street there right by my driveway, too, knowing that we don't really get uh, people clearing our roads, really. And, uh, or at least the last time it snowed, no one plowed our roads. So I was like, uh, <laughs> figured it wasn't going to get uh, done real well, if at all. So I went ahead and tried to do that, but it was just a sheet of ice underneath because, I mean, it had, I was waking up here and there, and uh, there was sleet coming down uh, all over, and for several hours. I should also mention, too, I was awake because uh, as of last Sunday, (laughs) uh, Sunday night, I've had now who I'm referring to as Agent Mulder staying with me as uh, the three-legged cat of which I spoke of last week, um, which I was going by Fox, as hence the uh, Terry Fox, the uh, two-legged, or well, one-legged runner, the guy that lost his leg and then ran almost the length of Canada before uh, succumbing to cancer. <clears throat> Legend. But uh, I had kind of half-assed named the cat after... Uh, Terry Fox. I don't really like the name Terry, though. So I was just going with, like, Fox. And then, of course, I believe I'd mentioned this last week, talking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're talking about Agent Jack Bauer, which I just thought that was funny. 
And uh, I, I guess I'd mentioned maybe calling him Agent Mulder, but I guess it's official now. I'm calling him Agent Mulder and Fox. Uh, <clears throat> but I guess unless you can fi- still find the uh, original owners of this cat, that I guess he, I guess he's gonna officially be adopted by me come uh, Tuesday. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully I can potty train the the, the little fellow. I'm looking into a kit and everything to get a potty trained. I can uh, donate the bathroom downstairs to him, I think. Get some stairs, and then it'll go a lot better. But anyway, yeah, it was snowing Wednesday, and uh, at least I had the cat there to keep me warm. <laughs> and uh, that, I guess, was part of the reason why I was waking up a little bit here and there because the kitty cat being here, and uh, he likes to... Jump around, move around a little bit at nighttime. You know, he's a uh, he's nocturnal. That one, as uh, all cats. Actually, I uh, <laughs> I gave him some wet food a little bit ago to uh, keep him distracted as I uh, get started on this. He loves that shit. Anyway, <laughs> so it was snowing, and by the time I cleaned part of my driveway off. Like, it was already, the part I had shoveled was already, like, covered again, and there was just ice underneath it. Man, it was just a fucking thick layer of ice. I almost busted my ass. I don't know how many times going over that driveway, and I did the street a little bit. And then uh, Muffin Man thankfully called me and gave me a ride in. The roads were fucking horrible all over. Just a lot of ice. Like, I don't know. It would have been very difficult for me to get to work that day. And then thankfully, uh, Thursday, I I worked all the day Wednesday, and then Thursday they waited to the last minute, but they did, uh, I guess, come to their senses and uh, call off work. Because Modot, even with, like, Wednesday morning, were saying that, hey, don't drive anywhere unless it's an emergency. They didn't have the crews to go out and clear the roads. So they were advising people, do not go out and drive. And, uh... Most businesses shut down Wednesday and Thursday. Then uh, <clears throat> Friday rolled around, and <laughs> I uh, I shoveled. Well, I shoveled again Thursday night about, well, I guess it was like 4 in the afternoon, 3 or 4 in the afternoon, somewhere in between there. The bulk of the snow had stopped coming down at that point. It was only like some flurries. That came after that. But I managed to get my driveway at least fully clear. But they actually did plow my road um, Thursday. And man, didn't quite get it clear. Like he just, I, for the most part, like compacted that stuff and just made it more like ice. <laughs> and though he did uh, throw like salt down or some kind of chemical to like eat away the snow when he did it, it was far too cold for the chemicals to react and destroy the shit. So. Come Friday morning is when the real fun came because <clears throat> I knew they weren't going to call work off for that because it hadn't snowed <laughs> early since, you know, sometime in the afternoon on, on Thursday. And uh, it's just rare that uh, my job ever uh, calls off work for any any reason. And uh, so, yeah, we went to work on Friday and uh, <laughs> I made sure to, Start kind of clearing my driveway at about six, a little after six, and I don't want to be at work till like seven. 
And then it took me at least, like, I, I finally decided started to leave around, like, 6.15-ish. And uh, it only takes me, like, three or four minutes to drive to work. I, I don't live that far away. And I do drive kind of fast, usually. <laughs> um, but uh, my street... Um, like I'm thinking about how far the distance I'm away from like fifth street here on Birchwood court, but it is point zero something of a mile <laughs> to the, from my street to the top there at fifth street. Like I am the second townhouse down on the street. And then there's a house at the top of the street. So basically I'm like three down from the top. And, uh, it's it's a very short drive to get from my townhouse, the penthouse that is, to Fifth Street here, which Fifth Street's main road in Washington here. Usually good chance it's it's clear. It's one of the most driven roads in towns next to the highways. So, you know, they tend to plow it a lot. And uh have that all good all good in the hood. <laughs> and uh Again, uh, when Muffin Man drove me to work, he had his Jeep, even though the transmission's going out. It was uh, it was an easy ride. Easy ride, I mean, there was definitely rough out, but, you know, his, his Jeep handled it pretty well, seeing as though it's a Jeep. Now, just for a, a reminder here, I drive a Mini Cooper. <laughs> Not just, like, you know, any Mini Cooper, because they have, like, uh, SUV Mini Coopers now, which just doesn't seem right that a Mini Cooper should also be like an uh, an SUV because that just kind of, to me, defeats the purpose. It's supposed to be a small vehicle, hence Mini. But uh, I digress yet again. Um, I don't have one of the bigger Minis. Got the smallest one you can get, the two-door hardtop, uh, which I guess is better than the uh, convertible. I feel like that would be less weight. But I got the two-door hardtop, though it is the S-Class and it's got the better engine in it. Uh, I mean, it's got some power. And thankfully, it's uh, front-wheel drive, you know, not rear. <laughs> I'm not driving a Camaro through the streets uh, covered in snow. But uh, when I got to go drive, finally, on Friday morning, <clears throat> I attempted to get up my street. I tried calling the Muffin Man, but... Uh, was unable to get a hold of him while and then I was like all right well fuck it I thought about calling my boss and like I pulled back into my driveway like fuck no all right I'll I'll try to clear it a little bit I got out with the shovel shoveled a little bit what I could there was just like ice left behind I'm trying to break it up it wasn't working out so well so basically I just kept driving in and out of my driveway and then uh, going back and forth in spots and turning my tires left and right and trying to give it some gas, lay off the gas, you know, rock it back and forth, clear out some spots so I could get some fucking traction. And eventually it worked, but it took me a good 20 minutes <laughs> to get up my street here on Birchwood Court, which the, the downside is, I mean, I'm on a hill, and there's no no way for me to get momentum. I'm starting out on a hill when I drive up the, drive on the damn thing. And even if I were to go, like, down to the bottom, there's no (laughs) 
flat part. At the end of this road, it just ends. You're still on a hill. Like, there's nowhere for me to get momentum and then go up it. <laughs> so I, I just had to just keep gunning it, and uh, I finally got through it. I got up to, to Fifth Street. Once I got to Fifth Street, I mean, the roads were still shit. <laughs> but I had the momentum, at least. Like, uh, my road was worse than, like, the main roads. High Street was fairly clear. And then uh, 100 and, and A, Highway A, they they still had some shit on them, but not as bad as my street, and I I kept the momentum. I went through a few stop signs and such because, hey, there wasn't anybody around. I knew if I stopped, then there was a problem. I also shoved my shovel in the back of the Mini Cooper, and i got to remember, still yet, i got to clean out because it left <laughs> some snow melted, I guess, on the shovel. And... uh Made some stains on the back of my car. I got to clean up. But uh, I threw the shovel in there because I was like, well, man, if I have to stop, <laughs> there's a good chance I'm going to have to, like, shovel out some snow, get creative. And uh, But after that, though, I mean, I made it to work. And actually, surprisingly, Chamber Drive that I work off of wasn't too terribly bad. And I was able to get into the parking lot at work. And I think probably also having better tires this year probably helped out a lot as uh the uh last year when it snowed like uh the beginning of last year last winter i'm not sure exactly when it was but uh the first time i drove in the snow in that car man it was really rough but the tires were like bald as shit i mean they were like racing slicks i wasn't getting any traction i almost hit a fucking uh telephone pole <laughs> when I was uh, pulling into the parking lot at work and that's uh, what stopped me from hitting it was there's a snow uh, bank there that I was able to smack into <laughs> to prevent me from running into it and uh, thankfully <laughs> um, but uh, after driving in Friday though I feel like I got kind of the uh, feel for uh, driving that car potentially just you know a manual transmission in the snow because uh, before this car I had very limited time behind the wheel of a manual uh, stick shift and uh, now I feel like uh, I know what I'm doing I can do it more and uh, when I drove <laughs> the first winter I had that car it was it, not only did I had bald tires but I had never driven a stick in the winter and I had only had the car for a couple of weeks at that point. <laughs> so I was still kind of new to the whole manual transmission thing. And, uh, yeah, I, I felt like I was more prepared this time around. So that that was a plus. I'm just hoping that uh, we don't get more snow and ice, especially because of the whole roof situation. Looks like I'm going to have to replace the whole roof on the... Uh, the penthouse fairly soon, and I don't have the uh, the funds to do so. So it looks like I'm gonna have to get a whole uh, like uh, I'm looking at April timeline ish, April ish to get a second job, and then hopefully get the funds to uh, get a new roof <laughs> and maybe get around to finally putting a pool table in the penthouse. As uh, still haven't yet have yet to do that. I figure that's that's a plus. But now if you know the cat sticks around. I'm going to want to make sure I get a pool table that uh, also has a table cover over it. 
because I don't want the cat fucking up the felt. That could be a real issue, you know. That wouldn't be pleasant. It's a pain in the ass to chain felt on there. They're kind of pricey. I mean, I've never changed the felt of a pool table, but I've watched people do it in videos, and it looks like a bit of an ordeal. But if I get a second job and it pays decent, hopefully I can uh, get enough funds for the roof fairly quickly and then also, uh, you know, have a little fundage left over for maybe a pool table or some something of that nature. And uh, maybe you pay a bill, bill or two. <laughs> that might be a good thing. Hell, I'm ready to, like, sell some organs to just get some funds together. That'd be nice. I don't I don't know what organs I have left that are worth worth much of anything. I feel like my kidneys are not great. I'm not going to get a whole lot of a lot of that out of it. But you know, I don't know. Maybe the market's driven up on used organs cuz like see how the prices on used cars are. I mean, it's insane. It's like more than doubled in in a year or so. I mean, the for the prices of used cars are fucking ridiculous. And uh yeah, pr- I would imagine that might be g- the case as far as organs. You figure just in the U.S. alone, what, close to a million people or something have died from COVID? So, clo- getting to? I'm not sure what the number is. I haven't heard in a little while. Uh, <laughs> but with that many people dying in a year, you'd think that there's even more of a market for uh, organs. So I'm thinking perhaps... <laughs> I should probably not even joke about this stuff because, you know, the, the one of the you know, a hundred people or so that might end up listening to this might be somebody that shows up at my door with a, a scalpel and a bag of ice to, uh, you know, help me out. And next thing I know, I've got a, I'm waking up in my bathtub with a bunch of ice and a incision on my side. That could be a real problem. <laughs> As I just, you know, go into some crazy digression about uh, <laughs> money-making schemes, I guess. And really, really, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's any real organ I could really just give up, you know. If I was 20, I'd be like, sure. Now that I'm 40, I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I need it all. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this uh, um, damn. Now I was, uh, I was going to look over something here. I got sidetracked here by uh, articles that pop up on my browser page here. And uh, did Hal commit murder is an article. The Hal 9000 from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Just reading headlines. A little distracting. He didn't commit murder. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think you're doing, Dave? Um, oh, I haven't seen that movie in a couple of decades. Mainly what I remember is the apes with the monolith and, like, freaking out. That's some... Uh, and I mean, I remember the computer how a little bit just when him talking to Dave and all that stuff. But I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know what I was gonna. I was gonna go Carvana, which I don't even think I want to <laughs> put this in my search because I already get enough spam emails and shit from them. Um, <clears throat> I'm just curious to see. Uh what the price of my car would be ish if I were to buy it today as opposed to in January of, uh, well, December of 2020 is actually when I bought that. And uh, didn't actually pay anything on it until 
January of 2021. Let's see here. Let's see. Mini Cooper. S2014. Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> what the fuck? Why not? They didn't find any matches of that? Uh You bastards. Well, <laughs> eh, well, shh. not that different from what I'm seeing, but I'm not seeing my exact car either. They're up a little bit, but I, no, I was just going to, I really thought that they'd be a lot more expensive than this. Well, this one's pretty close to what mine was, but it's the normal Mini, and I have the Cooper S, so there's... It's still a little bit more mileage than mine was. And uh, 2014, same year. It's a two-door hardtop, 54,000 miles. Mine had 42,000. So it's like ten, about 10,000 less, you know, 12,000 less, whatever. And uh, it's running about 17990 you know, $1,800, where I got mine at fourteen. Hundred. Um, I'm not seeing any S's though. All the S's are <clears throat> of that year are just non-existent. None of these are S's. And man, whenever I bought mine, they had a fuck ton of inventories as far as Mini Coopers go. Although I did specify, uh, what uh. What year as before I didn't spend... Man, there's some weird shit going on. Um, But it looks like there's like a... About... Essentially like a four grand worth of... Di at least four to five grand more... For the same year car, which now it's... <laughs> a little over a year older. And... Those same cars for, the, I mean, that's still a huge difference, man. That's like $5,000 difference. Again, I don't know what that would translate into in used organ sales, but, uh, but shit, if I didn't need a car, man, I could, I could make some money off my car, pay it off, and, and I don't know, get a better bicycle. <laughs> Like, shit, man, This here's a 2016 Mini hardtop. Again, not an S. 84,000 miles on that fucker. You know, approaching 100,000 miles. I mean, they got a little bit before 100,000 miles, but it's still, still with 84,000 miles on it, it's $17,590. Basically 17,600-ish. Uh, after taxes and shit. Man, this is all that they've got? <laughs> Just for looking up. Oh, maybe I could take the year off. That's At least there's a few pages once you take the year off. Still not. I don't even want to see what <laughs> like the new ones would be. They're not astronomical, I guess, for the newer ones. The 2020s... Tw 
like the new ones. Tw- 10,000 miles, you're not paying a car like almost no miles on it is less than 10 grand of what <laughs> the difference was for paying like the used shit like the the older mile models this is mind-boggling mind-boggling that's the fucked up shit man i mean i'd love to just buy a newer one if this were the case, man, I probably would have just bought a newer one when I got mine and then just s- tried to manage with the higher payments. But holy hell, man, that's... I I just lucked out whenever I bought mine, though, before the used car prices went crazy. And th- another problem is with this is, like, it doesn't seem like there's just not that many options. Like, I had... They had what seemed to be, like, hundreds to choose from as far as the Mini Coopers were and I but uh, I singled mine out by uh wanting a certain price point and then uh low mileage and it had to be a manual transmission so I really cut my search <laughs> results down quite a bit whenever I cut myself in price range plus I wanted the S as well so I wanted to have one, I wanted to have one that was going to be fun to drive and right now, man, it looks like I wouldn't be able to get that at all. Like, fuck. That's just hard to find. I mean, I'd have to probably get an automatic transmission. That's, like, no debate there. And it seems like it's really hard to find an S at the moment. People are holding on to that shit. <clears throat> crazy times. Crazy, crazy times. But anyway, yeah. So uh, driving it in the snow was, uh, I, I survived it. Craziest part, too, is with the 11 and a half inches. That's a lot of fucking snow. And the snow <laughs> uh, would be higher than the bottom of my car. So my car just, like, just gets buried in it, that much snow. And I had to, like, go through it. I really had to hit the top of my street. When I hit Fifth Street, I was like there was a big embankment of snow. I had to like plow through. I had it in second, maybe I even got it up to third gear. <laughs> when I was just like, just hit it as fast as you can, man. <laughs> Keep that momentum going. And thankfully, there was nobody coming. Had there been somebody coming, I probably would have had to stop, then get the shovel out, <laughs> and try to, you know, dig my way out. But as it was, I was able to just push on through, break on through to the other side like the one Jim Morrison used to sing about in the old Doors. Ah, yes. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's uh, not a car I would recommend driving in 11 inches or, or so of snow, or snow in general. Definitely not ice. Definitely not ice. Um... The cat's doing good, I guess. I did mention earlier that uh, I'd given him some uh, uh, wet food to kind of keep him busy. As uh, the first time I attempted to do that was uh, last night. Um, it did seem like he hasn't been drinking a whole lot of water. And cats tend not to drink l- enough water. Uh, something about to do with, you know, their... Uh, instinctual days of uh, being out in the wild that they uh, tend to uh, they don't usually drink from still water 
because there's def- usually like bacteria and stuff in there. So they've uh, through years of uh, evolution and stuff, they've uh, or uh, you know their mind, they've come to find if you drink through like puddles of water and such and still water that you're going to get bacteria and all that. They've learned that the hard way. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> they tend to drink from streams and such. So actually they do sell um, water dishes for cats. That's kind of like a fountain. So they see that. They'll, that's why uh, you'll see cats drinking out of faucets a lot because they trust that more than putting it in a water dish. But you can get like fountains. I haven't gone that far yet. I'm going that far, yeah, with getting a fountain, getting all real crazy with it. <coughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I got them the, the wet food, try to get a little bit more water in them, you know. They say, too, the more hydrated uh, the cat is, the less they're going to shed, one thing. Um, and uh, that's, you know, one of the bad problems about having a cat, the litter box and shedding. And uh, I think I'm slightly allergic to cats. As uh, my my eyes are uh, really feeling it and such. Um, and not being around a cat since uh, being at Jackman's, and there the cats pretty much stayed in my room. Every once in a while, I'd let them in my room, but here, I give uh, Agent Mulder just like free reign. So, <laughs> for the most part, when I'm not here, I close with the bedroom. Um, but he's like all over. Missile leg isn't really slowing him down much. <laughs> Uh, but when I gave him the the uh, the wet food, like uh, it was pate, and uh, I opened the can, man, he made some crazy fucking noises. He got just, he couldn't stop shaking and just <laughs> like a junkie, like uh, just like tapping the tapping the vein, trying to get the the vein out there. Like come on, like I gotta get the oh, give me that fucking injection, give me that hot beef injection, give me that hot pate beef injection. And he's just making some weird sounds that I can't mimic. <laughs> and I could not get it in his uh, bowl there fast enough as uh, I eventually did. And uh, man, when he ate that last night, right afterwards, like he was pretty much like drooling on himself. And uh, I keep like looking behind me, expecting him to be just like standing right behind me. So far, not. I mean, I can check here on the couch. I'll just glance back here and see if, uh... Okay, no, he must still be downstairs enjoying his pate. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, after he ate that last night, I mean, he was just, like, drooling on himself and just, like, uh, laying around for a while. But then he got hyper, like, super hyper, like, just bouncing off the walls and then back to just, like, tired, just derf. Just dead. <laughs> so meat does a, a wet meat, I guess. Does a, a kitty cat good. I don't know. <laughs> but they say giving the cat wet food is what uh, one of the things I was trying to get to is that it helps them stay hydrated when you give them wet food. And uh, even when they say with like dry food, you put a little water in with it, it's good for them. Because the fuckers don't eat or drink enough liquids, usually. They'll end up with, like, other problems, too. Urinary tract infections, that kind of good shit. Because they're not uh, drinking enough fluids. 
And that's no fun. I've had a urinary tract infection. That shit is not fun. No bueno. I'm still waiting to like for him to pop up. He tends to freak me out sometimes. Like I'll just be on the couch, and I won't hear him like coming in. Then all of a sudden, he just flies onto the couch and just like his claws like come out, like not into me, but like into the couch, and it's so loud and quick. <laughs> Sidelines be like, "Oh shit! Oh, there you are." <laughs> Fucking ninja cat. You think uh wouldn't be so sneaky missing that leg and all. But he is. He'll sneak right up on you. He'll deal do some snake pliskin shit, some uh, Metal Gear salad. Come right, right behind you. And uh then Otacon's here for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> He's hiding in a cardboard box. You know, he is very you know, Snake is very cat like he hides in a cardboard box a lot. <laughs> Uh, which is one of my favorite things about Metal Gear is and that they've had it throughout the whole series. I don't know where that started. I guess that was probably a Hideo Kojima idea. I'm just guessing because he's the, you know, main brainchild behind it. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like it was Kojima that came up with it. He seemed like a odd guy. I feel like he, he might have done that. There was... That is one of the greatest parts, though. You can hide from anybody by putting the right cardboard box in in the game. Uh, well, there's box gifts. I want to know where that originated, damn it. <clears throat> cardboard box history. Like, I know, I'm pretty sure it was the very first Metal Gear on the a NES that originated. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it did come out. Uh, it says here 95, but it came out in, uh, I want to say, the original Nintendo, or Super Famic or the Famicom, I guess, or uh, as originally were... Uh, Metal Gear came out, I guess. The Japanese version of the NES, basically. Predated the NES. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Here's on Reddit. Evolution of the cardboard box throughout the Metal Gear series. What's oh, a video? <clears throat> I'm not going to watch the video because... Uh, the sound isn't on, on, uh, on here. Uh That shit was great. I don't know. There's some stories in here and stuff, but there's not exact history. It's all showing like the later, later uh, cardboard box stuff. And not really telling me. Does it tell me the origin? Okay. This is the beginning of this article on GamesRadar.com. Why I love Metal Gear Solid's cardboard box. Because it's fucking awesome. You can just avoid it any by hiding it in a cardboard box. Very cat-like. Uh, Metal Gear Solid is very serious business, except for when it's not. The series has deftly uh, stranded, uh, straddled the line uh, between the solemn and the goofy, the mundane and the fantastical ever since its inception in 1987. 
I can't think of too many games that can feature a scene requiring you to point a directional mic at two villains as they discuss their successful abduction of a U.S. president, which you can completely ignore to listen to an unfortunate man attempt to evacuate his bowels in a nearby restroom. That is a great part of the game, and I believe that's Metal Gear Solid 1, if I recall. Um, <laughs> I do remember that bit of the game. <laughs> Uh, the series swings wildly between the absurd and the somber, often within the same scene, and it's done so naturally that it's hard to think of Metal Gear as anything but a combination of the two. There's no item in Snake's repertoire more representative of this perfect balance between the equally important halves that make up Metal Gear's uh, tone than his constant corrugated companion. Companion? Ugh. The cardboard box. Uh... And uh, the cardboard box made its first appearance in Metal Gear on the MSX as a way for Solid Snake to evade enemy trolls and surveillance cameras. If you wear it in the back of a handful of specific trucks, the enemy soldiers will even transport you around outer heaven. That's right. I I knew it was in, like, the original games, the old school games. But, uh, yeah, I forgot it was just, like, to hide in the truck sort of thing. Uh, of course, the game doesn't tell you any of this as you have to figure out its myriad uses for yourself the first time you equip it and notice your avatar has been replaced with a box. Your mind begins swimming awash in all the stealthy possibilities. <laughs> much like the series itself, the cardboard box has been overhauled numerous times over the years, showing just as much technical sophistication as Snake's night vision goggles or his upgraded Nikita missile launcher which is like my favorite miss, uh, ga- uh, weapon in the game. In Metal Gear Solid 1, that's the one where I believe you can control the remotely control the missiles. And there's that boss fight. I can't remember the name of the boss. That uh, you uh, really need to use the Nikita missiles to go around these uh, racks and stuff and to go hit him while he's trying to chase you down. Great fucking, great boss fight. Uh, Metal Gear Solid brought the cardboard cube into three dimensions, showing a solid snake fully embracing his inner five-year-old as he darts from cover to cover with his legs, hilariously poking out of the bottom of the box. If Snake is careful and a little lucky, guards will stop to take a look at the seemingly out-of-place delivery crate, then walk on by. By dismissing it completely, just a box, they reason, continuing on their patrol, if only they knew the truth. Uh, this is a long article that, uh, but uh, there's some classic moments in there, and it's funny. Like you have to use the box from in that area, otherwise, like you know, in certain games, they're like, "Here's the complex area. You got to have it a box from that section, or otherwise, they're gonna go. That is in the wrong section. Check that box. There must be some illegal contraband or a man hiding in it." Something fishy going on inside that cardboard. And it's not a cat eating dinner. (laughs) It's not A.J. Mulder. He's eating pate downstairs as we speak. And as far as I know, he's not in a box. I don't think I have any boxes in there for him to hide in. uh, Oh, man, I did did freak him out a little bit earlier. I need a smoke alarm and a monoxide, carbon monoxide detectors are... Going out, uh, the batteries, I had to replace them. And damn, I was trying to get the one to shut off, and I hit the test button, and it fucking sent the alarm going nuts. 
and uh, it had to hurt his ears pretty good. He uh, he bolted on that one. He's not the most skittish cat, but that it's a high pitched no, uh, sound. From what I understand, cats have way better hearing than even dogs. They can hear very high pitched noises, and it hurts their ears really bad. I mean, it fucking hurt my ears. Of course, I was standing right next to the goddamn speaker. It was not pleasant. I was like, fuck, shut it off, shut it off. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I got that off. And uh, no real fire or anything, just had the batteries going out. And I need to get a couple more batteries because I think, well, yeah, I know I at least have one more that I have not replaced the battery in. It's one in the bedroom here. I don't think there's one in the other two bedrooms. This is the master bedroom, I believe. It's the only one that has. Maybe it could be wrong. The other ones could have. Either way, I need to get some 9-volt batteries. That would be a good purchase, you know. Having a little bit of an alert system to know that uh, my house is on fire <laughs> might be a good, good thing to have. Good thing to have, other than, you know, just dying from carbon monoxide poisoning or just lighting myself on fire. Not a way I'd, I'd particularly like to go out, though I don't mind getting, like, small burns as opposed to, like, cuts. I hate getting cut. <laughs> like, I got my arm cut, uh, burnt in an oven or chopped it with the, well, chopping some vegetables. I'd rather get the burn. It's, uh, then, like, you know, if I, I remember working in a pizza place, uh, uh, Michael's Pizza and Steakhouse back in the day. We had the uh, pizza oven, you know, that got to, I don't know, fucking hot. <laughs> Always really hot, and we would cook, you know, baked potatoes in there as well as, like, pizzas and everything. I usually ended up burning myself when I was trying to grab the baked potatoes out of the oven. Like, uh, all you have to do is just just barely graze the inside of that oven, and you're you're burnt. I remember being astonished at times. I I must have burned myself many, many times in the oven. Unintentionally. <laughs> but I remember one specific incident where I got it real good. And I had uh, the skin on my arm was burning so bad that you could watch it bubble. And there was this like one massive bubble. I mean, it hurt, but I'm like looking down. I was like, holy shit, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> watching my skin bubble. I mean, I didn't need, like, skin grafting or anything, but I had a nice one little bubble. It, it came off my arm about an inch or so. Maybe not quite an inch, but it was, like, I was I had never seen that before. And, like, I had that scar on my arm for a long time afterwards. I can't really find it now. I'm sure it's probably there somewhere. But I had, like, three or four good scars on my arm for touching that oven. But this was, you know, 20-something years ago. So I, I've had a few layers of skin since then. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. I don't know how many layers of skin I would go through in 20-something years. But, uh, yeah, it's been at least a good 20 years. I do not, I, I, you know, I don't really miss working in restaurants. Although it looks like, you know, the part-time job situation. I might end up doing some restaurant work. I don't know, whatever it is. Hopefully I can I want to find something I can do at home, you know, like uh <laughs> maybe I could uh 
scam bait if you can make money doing that scam scamming scammers is is that legit like if you rip them off does that work that way I have been watching some scam baiting videos lately I don't really think I could make any money to do it unless I created a YouTube channel and I was able to you know make money via that way but I was watching some Kit Bogan I was pretty excited um that Kit Boga, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Kit Boga or scam baiting, then, uh, man, check out Kit Boga on, on YouTube. Um, he's working with G4, and he was just on Attack of the Show the other day. And, uh, <coughs> they, uh, they helped him animate some of his uh, scam baiting calls. And Kit Boga, man, he is, there's a lot of people on YouTube that do scam baiting. So basically you get, you know, all these <coughs> people that are mainly coming from India. It's pretty much 90 whatever percent coming from India. I mean, it's a country with over a billion people in it. A ton of those people are under, you know, in poverty. And it's hard to find jobs there. So, I mean, it's, not surprising that a country like that would end up having a lot of people resulting, you know, ending up in <laughs> doing things like that to make money. Uh, you know, nefarious things just to make quick money, screwing people over and such. But uh, <laughs> not not saying it's good that they scam old people out of their money and shit. It's pretty awful. But so with the scam baitings, they, all the stuff where a lot of the uh, scams or shit that happens basically like uh, they'll get some like old person on the line and hey uh, this is Microsoft and uh, we're gonna give you a refund on your uh... <laughs> oh Agent Mulder just came in I don't know if you could hear that <laughs> he made a little uh, sound when he came in the pate is gone He's finally digested it. Um, <laughs> I made it almost the whole podcast before he uh, he finished, um, but I, I I did not. Anyway, the scam baiting. So they'll call up. I'm we're with Microsoft or Amazon or whoever that uh, we owe you a refund of like two hundred dollars. Then they uh they get, have you go on your computer, and they will connect to your computer to help you with this refund. Because that seems legit, right? And then what they end up doing is they will fuck with the HTML and the web browser. <laughs> they will have you check into your uh, banking account. And then uh, they will fuck with the HTML to say that they'll go, okay, I'm going to transfer your, your the, the uh, amount over, the refund. And then they end up transferring like a thousand, two thousand $2,000 more than <laughs> what they were supposed to refund you. And they're just changing the HTML on the web browser itself, not on the web page. So it's just appearing on the web browser as though this money has been forwarded to your account when nothing has been forwarded to your account. It was just some numbers had been changed. And uh, then they go, oh, well, now you have to pay us with gift cards uh, the, f <laughs> the remaining two grand that didn't, we overpaid you our fuck up, you got to fix it by giving us, you know, Lowe's gift cards or Best Buy. Um, but uh, that's a, a lot of what the scams come out of. But Kit Boga 
will get these people on the phone for hours on end, man, like days. This guy will fuck with them. And uh, it's some funny shit. He's always doing characters like an old lady character, an old man character. Uh, <laughs> this young, like, uh, he's got this girl character that's supposed to be like a Southern Cali girl. <laughs> that's into like astrology and shit. Uh, it's good stuff. But he's teamed up with G4 now and they're helping him animate the phone calls. And uh, this is an article on uh, yeah, thegamer.com. Here by Tara Blair? Blair? Okay, yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Anyway. Uh, and uh, you, if you've watched the last episode, I guess, or most recent, just Kit Boga, search that uh, attack of the show, and, and you'll find it. And they do, like, a they did a, a small portion of a scam call, like, animated for this and here's this article has to say about it a popular scam baiting streamer is getting his own animated series in collaboration with G4 he goes by Kit Boga on Twitch and YouTube and has been baiting scammers with his hilarious antics for several years Kit Boga is most known for wasting these those uh, pesky scammers time with his vast array of characters and a voice changer his most iconic character is a grandmother known as Edna who fools a lot of scammers into thinking he is actually an older woman G4 made the announcement on its official Twitter page, sharing a short clip of Kit Boga doing what he does best. For those who don't know, scam baiting has become a big deal when it comes to fighting fraud. Okay, yeah, now I was talking about the refund scams and stuff, what I was just talking about. Uh, uh, During each of Kit Boga and other well-known scam baiters' streams, such as Pierogi with uh, Scammer Payback... They show how the scam unfolds and even sometimes gain access to a scammer's computer. Most of these scammers will want to connect to your computer with remote desktop software such as Anydesk, yada, yada. That's still going into the uh, scams here. Um, with regards to the new Kip Boga animated series, it will be interesting to see how G4 plays this out. This new collaboration also gives Kip Boga an even wider audience to educate people on how to avoid these scams. I just want to know more about... The actual show, damn it. Yeah, it doesn't say. This must have been posted before they uh, they announced the whole deal. Um, there we go. Let's see it. Just look at his Twitter page here. Finally got to share the project I worked on with G4 TV after years of scam calls. It was so fun to see Baited. It's just called Baited. Bring them to life with animation. I'm so excited and hope you get a chance to laugh. But it doesn't say, damn it. Maybe if I just uh, type Kit Boga baited in there, that didn't help me. Oh, here we go. Hmm. That's in 2019, they're saying, damn it. I want see no none of this is <laughs> yeah I was trying to see where they actually put the show I guess maybe is it I thought it was like on some other like service or something but I know G4 is helping with them so maybe it's just going to be on anything related to G4 and uh, they're not really helping me uh <laughs> 
Yeah, they signed him up for, I guess they have some kind of deal with him. So he'll be putting out more stuff. I mean, the guy does like call, these calls all the fucking time. All the time. And it's some funny shit. And it is crazy some of the stuff these scammers will do. I mean, the, and like, uh, he'll do shit like uh, he'll have, uh, <laughs> like, I'm driving on my way over to pick up the the gift cards the be- from from uh, Best Buy. I'll get the Best Buy gift cards and stuff, and I'll have like the Edna character, and she'll get into like a car accident on the way to getting these gift cards. <laughs> And she'll have, like, other people talking to him, like, are you okay, ma'am? Are you okay? <laughs> like, check it out. Oh, I'm just, I gotta get these gift cards. <laughs> and all this shit. He's just so fucking good. So good. You know, fuck it, I gotta pull up some goddamn Kit Boga. I gotta pull up, uh, uh, some good Kit Boga clips. Let's, let's get some. Why, why just keep talking about it? Damn it. I, I got to find some short clips. Unfortunately, like, when you look up Kit Boga, it's like a four or five hour cut of this call that he had. Somebody on the line for like 36 hours. Um, and, uh, see, best of motherfuckers. Uh, I want a short clip. Hmm. Let's see. Here's some top clips on topclips.com. Topclips.com. Well, top clips YouTube channel, whatever. And damn it, why? So I, oh. that's how just a way they use they like lock people out of their computers or hold you hostage. Sometimes they we they're still on the phone right at this point, and they're like, oh well, yeah, you're gonna need to pay because you have a hacker or a virus on your computer, and if you don't pay, um, you're not gonna be able to get in. It's pretty frustrating. And uh, that's part of why I'm here just raising awareness about this while we have some fun. All right, let's see if we can um, press F to unlock. Okay, it wasn't that. One. <laughs> we did a chat. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> that was a secure password. Okay, so far I'm not. You, but I'm telling you, it is a mistake. <laughs> You're supposed you. to return the rest of the amount, sir. Mm. Wait, whose mistake is it? Because that sounds more like a you side. problem, not a me problem, money, Kevin. Sir. I will, sir. I will tell myself. I will do suicide. Okay, I'm done. Ke- Kevin, stop. Myself. Stop. Stop, Kevin. It's not funny. I know you're a scammer. It's that is. You have crossed. An incredibly disgusting line, and it is not funny. It is that is absolutely disgusting. That is way too far, Kevin. Like it was funny for a minute because you actually thought that I spent forty eight thousand dollars, and I didn't. I know you didn't send a dime to me. I know that this whole time you were just pretending to be someone who worked at Microsoft, but that is in. You should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. I don't know. I believe Kevin was just going to kill himself there. there was... Oh, that's easy. Okay. Ma'am, why uh, did you get second, this? So... Why did you do this? Ma'am, why did you do this? Uh, hold on. Let me go ahead and do the next card for you then, Steve. Uh, here, he, he Are redeemed. you mad? 
Are you mad? He bought all these gift Why cards that they told him to. Hello? And they redeemed all of them in front of the well, guy. Well, actually, this is not Kevin Wilson, and, uh... Oh. To be honest with you. That's fine. Yeah, to be honest. As long as you're, like, yeah, an officer be, who can help me get To be this honest case. with you, yeah, to be honest with you, yeah, it's actually a bogus message, and this is a scam. Oh. Admitted. Yeah? Seriously? So, yes, sir. So, don't call the number back. I'm not Kevin Wilson. If I, if I were a Kevin Wilson, yeah, he might have, you know, tried to scam you out of your money. Dude, thank you for being idea. honest, man. That props to you, dude. Seriously. That's awesome. You know, yeah, I'm actually, you know, planning to just uh, get out of this very soon. So, as long as I'm here, I'm just waiting for my wages. So, Dude. I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm, if you're I'm being legit right now, so. I am, I am, I am so excited about that. that I have any need for that, but you wanna go the... to, you wanna go with your husband today? Shall I give you a bullet in your head? Is this, is this some? Is this a joke? I, I, I was, I, I was telling you I have, I have money behind the curtains. Did you just, <laughs> did you just threaten me? Yes, I did it. I did it. <laughs> Who are you? You said this was recorded by the government. You can't right, kill a is... United States citizen. <laughs> I am going to kill you. <laughs> just yeah. open the door. Am I on candid camera? Am I on? Is this a joke? This is not a joke. Candid Just camera. open That's the door. Are you kidding right now? I'm it's not one, kidding right it's now. It's one thing open to lie, dude. It's one thing to lie and try to cheat and steal, but to tell someone you're gonna murder them. So you're just gonna delete all the the viruses off my my desktop? Yeah. I think if you click try again, yeah. The more you click try again, the Okay, you got it. Oh, there. I feel like those. I mean, there's some okay clips in there, but I, I know that there's at least one. I feel like he's done it a few times. The car wreck thing. He's done several things. I want trying to go get the uh, gift cards. That's how he gets them like strung along for so long. Because we'll be like, oh well, I gotta go do this, and I gotta. It's a waste, you know, to get to the Best Buy. <laughs> uh, it's pretty great and those guys get really pissed off you know when you keep them on the line for hours on end and they think they're gonna have a big payday man like they get fucking pissed they realize you fucked them when they're trying to fuck you you know it's like that whole thing at the end of Team America World Police is that about the conversation that there has there's dicks and assholes and then, uh, and pussies, and how how basically you need them all. I don't know if if there weren't dicks to fuck assholes, then everyone would then they would assholes would just shit all over the pussies. I don't know. There was some some kind of <laughs> thing about that in the movie. I don't remember what it was. Uh, uh. Let's now maybe I can find that. That that's such a good uh. Team America. <laughs> I don't know if this will find it, but the, there's a great that I love. Oh, here we go. Dicks, pussies, and assholes. <laughs> I haven't watched this in forever either.
front of the UN. We're reckless, arrogant, stupid dicks. And the Film Actors Guild are pussies. And Kim Jong-il is an asshole. Pussies don't like dicks. Because pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also fuck assholes. Assholes who just want to shit on everything. Pussies may think they can deal with assholes their way. But the only thing that can fuck an asshole is a dick with some balls. <laughs> or a strap on. The problem with dicks is that sometimes they fuck too much or fuck when it isn't appropriate. Yes, Gary, yes. And it takes a pussy to show them that. But sometimes pussies get so full of shit that they become assholes themselves. Because pussies are only an inch and a half away from assholes. <laughs> I don't know much in this crazy, crazy world. But I do know that if you don't let us fuck this asshole, we are gonna have our dicks and our pussies all covered in shit. Oh. I think that just might be the best ever slow clap scene. <laughs> That's a good, uh, good note to end on. There's a, uh, I mean, that is, that's enough said. Trey Parker, Matt Stone, you know what you're doing, man. That is it's sad, sad that they'll never make up another puppet movie. As soon as they'd finished that, they were like, no, fuck, that was fucking terrible. Why would we ever make another one of those? Such a beautiful movie, though. Beautiful movie. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's about all I got. And, uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.